sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way is by telegraph. It's dot, dot, no, um, it's by email. Surprise, surprise. The address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined on the joined on the phone today by Ken O'Gorick. Hi, Ken. Hello, Chris, and hello to all your great listeners. Great. It's great to have you on. I'm going to have Ken introduce himself in a moment. He was with us last week, episode 412, uh, but in case you didn't uh, weren't able to hear that episode, first of all, go back and listen to it in the archives online, um, but uh, it was a great episode. He talked about himself a lot. I'll let himself introduce himself just a little bit momentarily, but Ken is going to be giving his answer to the question, what does it mean to be Christian? What does it mean to be Christian? And and when I was asking Ken, Ken, what would you say if somebody were to say, why should I listen to this episode of this Ken guy answer the question, what does it mean to be Christian? Ken, what's your answer to that question? Why should they listen? I said, I said folks will hear the definitive answer to the question, does everyone get a trophy? Does everyone get a trophy? If you want to know... What it means to be a Christian and what that has to do with trophies and whether or not everybody will get one, stay tuned. But if you've never listened to Ignition before, again, my name is Chris Bergwald. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls in South Dakota. Been in that role since 2002. Been in the role of husband husband to Jermaine since 1999. She's from Ohio. I'm from Central Minnesota. All five of our kids are born and raised here in eastern South Dakota, specifically eastern Sioux Falls. The Diocese of Sioux Falls, I should mention, um, is basically all of Eastern South Dakota. So that's a little bit about who I am. You could uh, do an internet search for me and find out more if you really wanted to. But Ken, uh, if I don't want to do an internet search, or if I did an internet search, what would the re- the result be when I when I when I uh, search for Ken O'Gorick? Well, you know, this might not show up on the internet, Chris, but you didn't you didn't tell me that the episode number corresponds to the body weight of the guest. <laughs> So, um, so I was happy to do 412 last week, and I and I've gained the pound since. So welcome to welcome to 413. There we go. Everyone. But uh, I knew that would get you, Chris. Nice. But, uh, but no. So my name, as Chris said, is Ken O'Gorick. Um, they call me the director of catechesis for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, and Chris, I always have to say Indianapolis, Indiana, because sometimes when I say Indianapolis. People think I said Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Oh yeah, no, 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 so no. They say, "Oh no. gosh, you must get a lot of snow there," and I and I just no. usually give them kind of a blank look. And, <laughs> and, uh, but but my my work for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis involves catechesis, evangelization, and discipleship initiatives of various sorts. Uh, been blessed to do uh, this work for for many years, actually, both in Indianapolis and before that in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania where my bride, Melissa, is from. Uh, Melissa and I are coming up on 28 years of marriage. We have three kids. And, uh, yeah, we're just, uh, we, we're, we're, we're very blessed. You know, we're very blessed. And, and, and uh, part of that is, is our Christian faith, which I think is, uh, is our main topic today, right? Amen. What does it mean to be a Christian? Before we get into that, um, so, so Pittsburgh, or as some of the natives say, Ken, as I found out when I lived near Pittsburgh in Steubenville, Ohio, Pittsburgh. 
Picksburg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I also was introduced to Yins. You know, from being yeah. from Central yeah. Minnesota, I, you know, you guys would probably be the second person plural, but you know, I, I was aware of y'all or that sort of thing. But Yins was a new one. Did, did you ever? And, and I realize you're not. You didn't. You weren't born and raised in Pittsburgh. Um, so, but do, would you have any idea of the origins of Yins as a way to s- speak to you know second person plural? Where where I might say you guys or somebody from the south might say y'all. Why do Pittsburghians say Yins? You know, I. Frankly, I have no idea. It's one of those things that that uh, is mysterious in origin. Sort of like sort of like why are people from Indiana called Hoosiers? You know, nobody knows. Oh yeah. Um, and I will say that Yins is one of those things that I, I think if you weren't born and raised there, it isn't something that you pick up by living there. <laughs> because, you know, I, I live. You know, I, I lived in Pittsburgh for 17 years, you, you know, you know, and, and, and I might've picked up a little bit of the, of the, of the accent on some, on some like vowels maybe, but, sure. but I just, I, I never said yins and, and, and I just never picked it up. I don't think, I don't think that happens. So Ken, as, as I mentioned, uh, or as you know, I, I told you, um, listeners might be listening to you from the, the great state, my home state of Minnesota. We won't hold it against you that you went and uh, lived in Steeler country for as long as you did it. It's okay. It's, we forgive you. No worries. Hey, okay. no worries. Love, love took me there. So, you know. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're not talking about uh, dialects or <laughs> football today. We're talking about something much more important trophies. Although that is related to football. Come to think of it. Uh, <laughs> what does it mean to be Christian? Ken, how, how would you, uh, how, well, yeah. How do you answer that question? What does it mean to be a Christian? Ken O'Gork? Yeah. Gosh, so many, so many facets of our faith, you know? Um, so I would start by saying, you know, a, a Christian has a relationship with the authentic Jesus of sacred scripture and sacred tradition. Mm. Um, and I say that because the older I get, the more fake Jesuses I meet. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've heard all too many people say things like, oh, my, my Christian faith causes me to do this, or, you know, it's my faith in Jesus that compels me to believe uh. in the lie. And, and frankly, some of those things... I'm pretty darn sure that Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, uh, you know, you know, sort of like at the end of a campaign ad, you know, the person says, "I'm I'm Ken O'Gork, and I approve of it." <laughs> well, you know, there are there are messages out there that that are that are that are uh, suppo- supposedly Christian in origin, and I'm pretty darn sure that Jesus doesn't approve of those messages. You know, yes. So so, so Jesus is a real person, and like all real people. He has he has very specific traits and characteristics and preferences, and so we always have to we always have to make sure that the person we have that relationship with is is the authentic Jesus you know? mm. again of sacred scripture and sacred tradition and and I guess I guess a, a side note there and, I, and I'll pause in, in, in a moment but um, we can't always figure that out completely on our own you know it's helpful to have some guidance, some authoritative guidance to, to sort of help us clarify when, when needed, you know, is this, is this, um, a message or a, or a, uh, you know, is this, is this a sense I'm getting from, from the authentic Jesus or could this be one of those fake Jesuses? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you at sort of a, you might, this might seem like some of our listeners might seem like a, a silly or a duh question, Chris, but w- w- what does it really matter, Ken? I mean, why, again, bear with me. Um, 
who cares if it's maybe uh, not quite the the authentic imitation Italian leather, um, the authentic really, really as, as long as I'm as, as long as I'm um, a faithful person, um, a prayerful person. Doesn't the theology, isn't that a little bit like abstract theoretical, like as, as long as I'm, you know, praying or, or, or seeking to be a good person and, and trying to be a Christian in some general sense, even if it's maybe not quite as authentic as it could be, um, isn't good enough good enough? Gosh, Chris, so many, so many uh, directions we could go in addressing that, that question. Um, and if you want to, like if you want, if you want to like table that question for another episode, you're welcome to it. If only if there's, if only if it serves you in answering the question, what does it mean to be a Christian? No, no here, here's what comes to my mind. I mean, Jesus did say, "Hey, whoever isn't isn't against us is against me is, is with me." You know, um, but but he didn't say that nobody is against him, right? Um, yeah, and he got real specific at times. I know. Um, he refers to Satan as the father of lies, yeah. murderer from the beginning. And St. Paul points out that, that the enemy can disguise himself as an angel of light. Um, so I think it does matter, you know, gotcha. I and mean, I know you do too, but, but, but it's, it's a great question to explore. If we're not, if we're not rooted in a relationship with the authentic Jesus Christ of sacred scripture and sacred tradition, um, then it could be that we've fallen into a trap of lies or that which, that which uh, might be harmful to life. And, and, you know, I have enough to feel guilty about. I, 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 don't, I don't, you know, I want to try to invo- avoid falling into those kinds of traps when I can. So, so that's, that's, that's what comes to gotcha. my mind and, and, and heart when you ask that question. Chris. Okay, great. So, so going back to your, your answer to the initial question was being a Christian to be in relationship with the authentic Jesus. I think you said revealed to us through sacred scripture, sacred tradition. Um, do you want to unpack that, take it further, more to say about that? Where, where do you want to go with that? Well, I think, I think maybe, um, I think maybe I want to talk a little bit about how uh, I mentioned, I mentioned that Jesus is, is of course a real living person, right? Right. Um, and that and that kind of that actually gets into that whole whole area of, of trophies and who gets a trophy, um, because th- there are there are plenty of folks who will acknowledge that Jesus was a was an articulate teacher and a, and a, you know a wise philosopher, um, sort of just like a, a few other uh, great historical figures, right? So so. So sometimes we kind of have that everybody gets a trophy mentality, right? Buddha gets a trophy, Jesus gets a trophy, uh, Muhammad gets a trophy. You know, you know, they're all they're all essentially the same, um, at least in a few key ways. Uh, uh, to be a Christian means acknowledging that while Jesus certainly has some things in common with with uh, with wise, uh, you know, kind uh, leaders uh, from various points in history, he's. He's the only guy, first of all, who, who identified himself as the Son of God and then rose from the dead yeah. uh, after, after being in the tomb for, yeah. for three days uh, to sort of back up, to sort of back it up, you know? Um, uh, so there's no saying, don't let, your, don't let your mouth write checks that your fists can't, can't catch. <laughs> and, that must uh, be a so South Jesus, Bend saying. <laughs> well, you know, hey, the G- Jesus wrote a big check in his teaching, and, and, and he cashed that check you know, yep. through his resurrection. Um, 
so so I guess I guess that's kind of where where I wanted to take the conversation. To to be a Christian means to to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is an entirely unique person. You, you know, mm-hmm. there's there's never been anyone like him, and there never will be. He's you know he's the Son of God. He's the risen he's the risen Lord, and and because of that, I guess in some ways, once you you let that sink into you, even just a little bit. The, the, the natural and, and maybe the only logical thing to do is to make him the center of your life. <laughs> you know, Amen. Uh, why wouldn't you? Amen. Um, Amen. If you're, yeah, if you're yeah. just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. Um, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, your host, talking today with Ken O'Gorick about his answer to the question, what does it mean to be Christian? Just kind of the the thing you were just speaking to, kind of getting at that, starting earlier with being in relationship with the authentic Jesus uh, revealed to us through sacred scripture and sacred tradition. Um, talked about why that matters, that the authentic Jesus and not maybe a, a less than authentic Jesus, the real Jesus, in other words, rather than a fake imitation. Uh, and, and and then as you were just sharing, Ken, the speaking, teaching, Jesus is unique. He he does have some commonalities with other religious figures throughout history, obviously, but he he is unique in that uh he backed up his claims by rising from the dead. And the other thing too that I was thinking of that um I I think I got this from Peter Kraft, the the great author, speaker, and and philosopher. Um very, very easy to understand and read. Um of of all the the major world if you look at the other major um, figures in terms of world religions, they always point to something or someone else. Maybe Muhammad points to Allah and the Quran. Um, Buddha points to the teachings um, that that he, in a sense, received. That he he doesn't point to himself. He points to his teachings. Uh, Moses points obviously to God and the, and the Torah, uh, and so on. Jesus is unique in that he points to himself. Saying, "I, yes. I am the way, and the truth, and the life." Yes, 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 indeed, yes, indeed, and and it's interesting, Chris. You know, just to be clear, um, sometimes it can be tempting as we as we sort of compare Jesus to to other other religious leaders. Um, maybe there's a little bit of a tendency to say, you know. You know, my God, my guy's better than your guy. You know, na na, right, nah, right, nah, 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 right, right. But, but but I think I think the key here is, is to understand that you know to to be a Christian, it's it's you know first of all, uh, God calls us. You know, you, you know, you know, it is I who have chosen you. You, you. you did not choose me, and and God doesn't call us to a life of Christian faith because we're better than anybody else, right? Or, Amen. You know, superior in any way. It's it's a great um, responsibility, right? To to be a Christian, and, and we have a duty. Um, and again, speaking of the resurrection, uh, um, and we're taping this episode. Yeah, I know it's not airing until July, but we're taping it around the time of the ascension. You know, didn't Jesus give us that great commission? So, so to be a Christian means to take the great commission seriously. And and again, to do our best to live it out, not because not because we're better uh, than than anyone, uh, but but because he wants everyone to to know him, uh, because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Right. Amen. Amen. So when we're we're thinking about. I think, what does it mean to be Christian? I think it's right that you sort of 
God, taking us to the heart of it. It means to be in relationship with Jesus Christ, who is utterly unique in world history. Um, where, where do you want to go next with this thing, Ken? What does it mean to be Christian? Well, I think um, continuing to speak of, of of the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus, uh, one other main thing I think I would say, say during our time is um, to be a Christian means to to look at death and suffering um, in a way that 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 might seem counterintuitive to a lot of people. Um, I often think that of all the things that we try to help people understand as as folks involved in catechesis and evangelization and so forth, um, I feel like especially a younger person, if if they can get a sense of of what the Paschal mystery is and 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 why it's so significant. I feel like that sets you up for for a pretty good path in life, you know, that, that there are going to be dark times, you know, um, death one way or another enters, enters our life, uh, in little ways, uh, and, and ultimately in a big way. But what Jesus shows us is that God, God is always able to bring new life, uh, out of, out of death, you know, to bring light out of darkness. Amen. And I really believe, I really believe that to be a Christian means to really, really take that reality to heart. And again, I think it changes everything. It really affects your outlook on life. And, and I often say that when you, when you have a disciple relationship with Jesus, with Jesus, and you, and, and, and you realize um, what the Paschal mystery means for each of us, uh, it makes the good times better, and it makes the bad times. Uh, it doesn't make the bad times good, uh, but there really is a sense of peace mm. that I think we can we can feel and live even during those times of of struggle and turmoil. So, so the Paschal mystery, I think, is a is a huge part of what it means um, to be a Christian. I, I want to, so, so that the difference that that makes, that, that reality and embracing it, seeking to embody it. Are there any examples, Ken, we think, as you said, uh, so examples from your own life, as you said, um, makes the good times better and the bad times, not necessarily good, but 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 a, a sense of peace in the midst of that. Um, either of those, good times made better, bad times made somehow peaceful. Um, any examples of either or both of those come to mind from your own life? Well, you know, maybe I'll give a general example that, that, that at times has reared its head in my own life. And I think, and I think it's a big part of the culture. Um, but you know, so, so many people spend so much time and energy trying to avoid suffering of any sort, um, at all costs. Right. Um, and, and, and while, while we don't necessarily need to need to seek suffering, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a little bit crazy to, to I, I guess, I guess that's one definition of a masochist, you know, to, to sort of like, uh, constantly seek right. uh, suffering for ourselves. Um, but there also has to be a, a sense of, you know, we can't avoid suffering and we really shouldn't, we really shouldn't think of suffering as something to avoid at all costs. Um, so again, I guess, I guess, I think about maybe times in my life when I've gotten into a little trouble or fallen or sin. Mm. Oftentimes it's because I'm, I'm trying to, I, I'm running into the arms of something, 
that that I think is gonna is gonna maybe prevent me from struggling with suffering. And and you know, it almost never turns out well. In hindsight, I would have been better off embracing embracing that suffering and 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 trying to just trying to have confidence that God, you know, that God God is with me in it. And and maybe he even has something to say to me, mm. something for me to learn, something something that's going to make me uh, better <laughs> on the other side of it, you know, in a way I, I might not understand totally when I'm in the midst of it. Amen. Amen. If you're just tuning in to listen to Ignition, I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwell, talking today with Ken O'Gorick. His last name means pickle, but that's another story um, about his answer to the question, what does it mean to be a Christian? Ken, we've got about just over six minutes left uh, in this episode. Um, we've talked about the reality of, of a relationship with the authentic Jesus um, and, and, and the importance of his passion, death, and resurrection in and of itself, uh, but particularly for our own lives, we we're just talking about makes the, the good times better and the bad times somehow full of peace. Um, what else comes to mind? Uh, or maybe along the same lines, maybe something different. What else would you say to the to answer the question, what does it mean to be a Christian? Well, I want to I mention a resource um, uh, that, that, um, that contains some additional thoughts uh, along these lines, and, 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 and hopefully that's okay. Um, so, in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, um, to make a long story short, we went through a process a while back where we where we asked the faithful of the Archdiocese, um, you know, how how is your life different because of your disciple oh, yeah. with Jesus? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. What are what are what are things that the disciple of Jesus does? You know, um, not so much what we believe, although that's part of it. But, but what are the habits of discipleship? And so I just, I wanted to mention that. Yeah. Um, and, and then I'll give an example or two, but it was on my mind, you know, as I was thinking about our conversation. So, so our Archdiocesan website is simply archindy.org. It's just archindy.org. And, and this resource can be found, can be found if you just do a backslash habits of discipleship. Um, all, all, and, and no, no spaces or dashes, just habits of discipleship. Yeah, just Habits of Discipleship. So, so archindy.org slash Habits of Discipleship, you'll see a resource that we call 10 Things a Disciple of Jesus Done. Mm. Um, and, and really, um, you know, we didn't write this. We, we, we went through a process of listening to the faithful and, and really just asking God to, to, to help us, help us um, see clearly what, bubble, what bubbled up, you know, to the surface as part of that process. So, so without, without belaboring the process any further, I'll just give you some quick examples. Well, one of them is is what we were just talking about. Uh, one of them is embrace the cross. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't don't necessarily just put up with with crosses. I think I just used a triple negative there, but that's okay. <laughs> um, uh, but but really really embrace embrace the crosses in your life um, as as ways of, of of again maybe God acting in your life in, in a way that's mysterious but but beneficial. Um, you know, here's one I'll mention, Chris. Um, uh, honoring his mother. Um, you know, mo- most, if not all, of the good friends that I have, um, especially from my younger years, I I knew their moms, <laughs> and and I had I had I had a you know I I had I, I I interacted with their moms and admired their moms. You know, like all the moms kind of looked after not only their own kids but 
but they had a connection of sorts to all the kids' friends as well, right? Yep. You know? So I think I think when you're a Christian, um, um, you've got to be aware of who of who the mother of Jesus is, you mm. know, um, and, and and she should have a special place in your heart. So. Uh, so you know, I, I hope hopefully that's not too much of a tangent. I don't I don't think Jesus would consider his mom. At all, right? <laughs> I, um, I think that you know, that's something. The, the simple. I mean, this this is almost seems simply syllogistic uh, logic. This, but but, I th- but it, it's true. Well, it's obviously true. Nonetheless, if it's if it's valid syllogism, Jesus never sinned. That means that Jesus kept all the commandments. That means that Jesus honored his mother. We're called to imitate Jesus. So we should honor his mother too. Yeah. Yeah. For for sure. For sure, Chris. And, you know, one other thing that's coming to my mind and heart, just again, I know our time is moving toward wrapping up, but, um, and, and again, maybe it kind of touches on, on some of what we've already said regarding the Paschal mystery, but, you know, this year we're celebrating the 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 100th year since the birth of Saint John Paul. Yep, Saint John Paul the Great, as I call him. Me too. And he spoke he spoke often about a new springtime of faith. You know, he saw he saw a new springtime of Christian faith dawning in the world. Um, and, and maybe a little bit like Moses, he, he he didn't say that he would necessarily live to see it, but he saw it. So so I guess a final thought I would share is that is that to be a Christian means to be on the lookout for, for, um, for, for, for a new springtime of Christian faith and, and maybe to ask God, you know, Lord, what do you want, what do you want me to do to be a part of this, of this new springtime of, of faith? You know, what can I do to help bring about a new springtime of Christian faith in my, in my family, in my neighborhood? you know, in my diocese. Uh, so I would just put that out there. We're always, we're always aware that new life, that new life is, is on the way. And, and what is our role in that? You know, that's a big question, I think, for a Christian. Amen. Amen. And I think with that, I mean, even if um, there's the, uh, what, the change of seasons at sort of like the cultural level might be one thing, yeah. but ironically, yeah. you can have a different change of seasons um, in in your own heart, in your own family, in your yeah. community. So, 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 so maybe who knows? Um, I, I'm not a pessimist by nature, but just for the sake of the example, right. maybe maybe we're in the middle of winter culturally uh, in in our country, yeah. perhaps. Um, but but I can, despite that, I can be entering into the the spring and even summer of faith uh, in my own yeah. heart and my own, and to some degree, even my own family. Right. Indeed. Indeed, Chris. Yeah. So, so I, I think listening to that folks, as Ken's talking about, what does it mean to be a Christian um, going right? As I said earlier to the heart of it, it means to be in relationship with Jesus Christ and the real Jesus, because it matters if it's the real Jesus or not. And he talked about some of those things, um, the habits of a disciple and what difference it makes being in relationship with the real Jesus and entering into that and, and the way that it changes your life makes Everything at whatever cost there might be makes it incredibly worth it. Ken, Ken, thanks for being with us again on Ignition today. 
It was my pleasure, Chris. God bless you and all your great listeners. Thank you. And you as well, Ken. And that will wrap, will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.